0: Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney, Dennis Vetrano. The show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney, Dennis Vetrano. Hey everybody, welcome back to Divorce Stories. I'm your host, divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano. And in this episode, we're going to get into, we're gonna tackle the issue of child custody. Just want you to know these are frequently asked questions that are taken from my TikTok live Remember, if you'd like to tune in to the TikTok live, I am at DRV Law, or if you want to check out my videos about custody, visitation, spousal support, equitable distribution, everything you ever wanted to know about family law, litigation, and divorce, tune into my TikTok page at DRV Law. And don't forget to follow and like and certainly ask any questions you may have, either on TikTok or send them to us through the podcast at divorce stories podcast at gmail.com. Without any further ado, let's answer the first question. Do you feel that there's any discrimination towards men in family law and in particular child custody? That, and so so here's the thing, and I think I got a similar question during my live yesterday. Do I see any level of discrimination or sexism in the practice of family law? You know, the funny part is I do, and you'll be surprised where I see it. I see it when I have a non-moneyed husband and the wife makes a lot of money. When I have a stay-at-home dad and the wife makes a lot of money, or I have a dad who's given up his career and doesn't make that much money and his wife makes a lot of money, the judges seem to be, and I have still have no idea why, this is my experience, I'm not saying it happens in every case, but my experience is that the judges tend to not want to award maintenance to the, to the guy just because it's a guy. I mean, all the other factors are there that, that, that maintenance should lie. You know, and I've had many cases like that, especially recently, and yet they say, hey, this is a man. He shouldn't have to ask for money. He shouldn't get spousal support, Um, which to me is just mind blowing. What I want the law to do is be blind as to whether you're a woman or a man. Or, or color of skin or, or ethnicity or, or your religion that's the way it's supposed to apply across the board it's supposed to be what's fair is fair now with custody and visitation I don't really see that much sexism or that much discrimination I have to be honest with you I did many years ago and bear in mind I've been doing this 20 plus years so many years ago I've seen levels of discrimination but not lately not lately in, in any other area but that one what are the odds of my ex-spouse getting custody when there's a protective order against them? Well, look at it this way. Sometimes you've got to look at orders and sometimes you got to look at facts. Look at the facts that precipitated the order of protection. Do they impact the best interests of the child? I'm going to guess that they do. If they impact the best interests of the child, then they put you in a strong position regarding custody and visitation. Um, What are the odds of him getting custody? I'm going to guess if you have a well-drafted accurate family offense petition that precipitated your order of protection, then you have a strong factual basis to prove that there was domestic violence. If you have a strong factual basis to prove that, clearly that impacts best interest of the child. And I don't really see a person like that unless they've done something to ameliorate that safety concern being in a strong position for custody. Could it happen? Yes. It just depends what the underlying underlying facts are. But it, but all things being equal from what you're saying, it sounds like you're in a very strong position. Yeah, like I said, there's two different ways to resolve these cases, either court or an agreement. Um, Let's say this. How do you decide between the two different things? How do you decide between court or an agreement? And I think at the end of the day, you have to decide what's fair. I think in these cases, you can't be... Like I think sometimes clients or litigants in general are so scared to follow through with the process if it means court, and I think again you just have to take a look at how valuable this circumstance is. You know what are you fighting for? If you're fighting for something that's super important, then you need to you know you need to do what you need to do to get the ultimate result that you need. Um, And and it can't be a circumstance where you're just giving in on these situations just because. you know, just because you have to go to court. So it needs to be a circumstance where uh, where you're fighting for the things that are important to you. And, and clearly your kids are important. My ex-spouse works away from home two weeks out of the month and wants 50% custody. What are the chances of that happening? Um, I mean, if you're suggesting that he spends a lot of time, he works two weeks away from home. Okay. He works two weeks away from home. Okay, so if he's working two weeks away from home, two weeks out of four, I'm guessing, um, I mean, I guess you could say he'd have half the month. I mean, look, here, here's the thing. Here, here's the bottom line. Does your work schedule impact your ability to properly care for the child and your chances of getting a larger share of time with your children. Yes, it does. So if you're telling me they're working substantial periods of time away from the home, does that mean that they're in prime position to be the custodial parent for the kids? No, not necessarily. And in fact, it probably doesn't. Um, Your work schedule is part of it. So I think I shared this once before. We do a lot of custody and visitation litigation. Okay. So we have engagement letters in all of our cases. Okay. The first thing we do is ask you for all the things we think we're going to need right out of the gate, right throughout the case. Right. So in that letter, it asks you for all of the facts and circumstances when, you know, we're first hired, we send you a letter saying, hey, please give me all the facts and circumstances of your case so I can properly represent you. And some of those things are. Give me a history of any CPS, any mental health issues, any substance abuse issues, any criminal history. What's your work schedule? Make sure you're prepared to provide proper care for your children 24-7 or whatever amount of time you want to have them with you. Who's in the best position to provide for their mental health? Any substantial contacts with extended family? You know, who's the person who goes to doctor's appointments? Who's the person who engages with the school? Um, You know, how strong is your relationship with the what's your living arrangement like is it reliable you know all of these things will be relevant for best interests of the child so um so your work schedule if it's putting you two weeks away from home and you're asking for 50 50 could put you in a, in a difficult position if my ex-spouse hasn't seen the kids in over six months do phone contacts actually count as contact with the kids Um, fleeting, what they call fleeting contacts under the law, which means a call here or a call there without real substance is not enough, okay, to defend an application for abandonment standing alone, standing alone, okay? If it's, you know, weekly phone contact and cards on holidays, no, there's no abandonment there, okay? But if it's like one card or one call really no substance to it, and these are factual determinations the judge will need to make. That's the standard, but, um, but no, not enough for just some ple- some, uh, a fleeting call here or there. How do I encourage contact with my ex when my kid doesn't want to see them? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I've had so many of those cases. When a child does not want to have contact with the other parent, man, that's a tough one. Um, I think in large part what you should start trying to do is I politely encourage them clearly. I would, if they're really refusing, I would have them talk with a counselor. But think of it like this. This is, the, this is all things being equal. If you're going to tell me that, I've had a lot of people say, well, you can't do that with a narcissist. And you can't do that with a, with domestic violence. And you can't do that with a heroin addict. Of course, you're right. You can't do it with those things. I'm talking about two all things being equal, good parents, okay? What do you do in that circumstance where for one reason or other, and maybe it's that conversation where mom was really upset they may need to sell the house. And somehow her 10-year-old son blames dad for that in some way and now doesn't want to see dad. Not necessarily dad's fault fault, not necessarily mom's fault, maybe she should have been a little bit better on not, you know, showing her emotions in the presence of the child, but sometimes those are not controllable, you know, you're in those sorts of circumstances, but but then in that sort of circumstance, what do you do? You say, think of it like this, if you were in an intact family, right, forget about split family, and you told your son, you're going, you're going with dad today to go to Home Depot and run some errands today, and your son says no, what are you going to tell him? You're gonna tell him that's okay. Don't don't you don't have to go with that. Do do whatever you want. No, I'm not gonna with my kid. I'm gonna tell my kid, hey, you're going to Home Depot with me to do chores because that's what we have to do today, even at five. Um, and I think the same thing with his mother or my daughter for that matter. So I think in some ways you have to approach it like, what would you do if you were still in an intact family? This is all things being equal. If you're gonna tell me abusers, you're gonna tell me drug addicts. I get it. Okay, but if you're going to tell me other than that, a pretty much a good parent, approach it like anything else. You're supposed to go see your dad today at three. You're going to see your dad. Okay, he's coming to pick you up. He wants to see you and try to encourage him. What are you going to do with your dad? Did you talk to him? Why don't you talk to him? Why don't you call the other parent and say, hey, you know, he's giving me a hard time going. Why don't you call him and talk to him about the things he's going to do? Okay, why don't you try to get him excited about it? Okay, why don't you do something he wants to do? Maybe you're going to go run errands with him today. Maybe you should take him to Chuck E. Cheese's. Maybe you should take him out to the ball field and hit the ball around. I mean, listen, these are commonsensical things. I think sometimes we make it very difficult, and it doesn't need to be. Think about what you would do if you wanted to foster. Well, and, even, and even more than that, what would you want them to do if the shoe was on the other foot? What would you want them to say if they say, I don't feel like coming to mommy's house today. She doesn't have anything fun to do over there. Your mother wants to see you and she loves you, okay? So this is why you're going there. She's picking you up at three. That's what the time is. So hard situation, but I think you, you, need, to, uh, you need to employ some, some techniques. And, 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 it, and it's all, of, listen, there's no perfect answer to that. It just depends on the circumstances, the case-by-case situation. Okay, so there you have it. Bunch of new information, answers to questions that are frequently asked about child custody. Listen, if you want to hear more about divorce, equitable distribution, child custody, you can always tune in to my TikTok live at DRV Law. And just so you know, I'm trying to do that pretty much every Tuesday and Thursday at about 4, 4.30. And if you follow me, you'll get a notice so you know when to tune in. So if you have any questions you'd like to hear us answer on the podcast, as always, send them to divorce stories podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you again next time.